1: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick
0: ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum.
1: You know, folks, we have one of the more exciting wrestling cards to come around in a long time. Mission Pro Wrestling Hell Hath No Fury. I mean, we've been waiting all year for this, and it's finally upon us. It's going to be Friday, the 18th of September. And let me tell you something. This is as stacked a card as you are going to see. So I I had to reach out to somebody to go over this real quick with me because I know that you folks are really excited. You want to hear a little bit more about some of the big names on this card. So without further ado, welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, the real world champion, La Mira Mira. We're talking about none other than Thunder Rosa. Thunder, what's going on?
0: Nothing much, man. Uh, I, mean, I just came back from doing all these errands and I like literally have fun a little bit of time before I can get ready for the show because I have a gazillion things to do.
1: Well, I know you, you definitely have some more uh, butts to kick because that seems to be what you've been doing all over the place, especially lately, huh?
0: Yes, man. It's been crazy.
1: It sure has. Now, listen, Mission Pro Wrestling. I mean, first of all, I want to thank you on behalf of the entire uh, fan base out there for putting this company together. This is all women's run. You have an all women's card and Hell Hath No Fury in particular It's really one of the more stacked cards that we're going to see all year here. And I I just wanted to get your thoughts real quick. Starting off with Vert Vixen and Jenna Lynn versus Promise Braxton and Killa Kate. I mean, this is the only tag team match on the card that I know of here. What's this all about? What can we expect with this
2: match?
0: Well, you're going to expect a lot of uh, all of them are are pretty uh, still pretty new. And um, they're all very eager and hungry. So they're just going to show off and and have a very, very fun uh, match. And I'm really proud of all the ladies here. Uh, They did a fantastic job promoting the show and they are all very, very excited to be here today.
1: That's for sure. That's for sure. And speaking of excited, I mean, Roxy versus jenna Von muscles i <laughs> i mean who, you, putting that that match together the clashing of the two styles i know that roxy is a name that's really been bubbling on the independent scene and jenna Von muscles is somebody that everyone's expecting to really destroy somebody in there so what do you think what's going to happen with that match uh,
0: definitely uh roxy's gonna have to earn the win uh jenna is coming very hungry from florida she is uh definitely somebody that is Trying to make a name for herself and trying to get out of like working in, in that Florida area. So I know that um Roxy's gonna have a lot of homework to do.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of what's in store, one of the more anticipated matches on any card this year, we're talking about the pink dream, Alex Garcia going up against Avery Taylor. I mean, listen, this match right here, you have Florida versus Texas. What can we expect from Alex Garcia versus Avery Taylor?
0: Both of them are, again, all over the place. I know Avery, she's been in, uh, in uh, doing a lot of stuff with WWE. And Alex Gracia, well, she's been making a name for herself everywhere where she can, you know. These ladies are going to put definitely a very, very fun match. It's going to be very competitive.
1: You know, you have another one with uh, Miss Wronkowski going up against Red Velvet. I mean, this was a real surprise here, uh, this match, because I know that these both of these ladies have similar styles. So, I Again, the matchmaking when it comes to Hell Half No Fury is just incredible, incredible. And even, listen. Uh, La Rosa Negra versus All Elite Wrestling's Big Swole. Literally one of the more highly anticipated matches of the year right here. What's going on here? I mean, Thunder Rosa, are you just, you know, sadistic where you just want to see the top names just beat the hell out of each other? What's going on with this matchmaking?
0: Um, Well, that was Robin Reed, man. I would just give my little bits and pieces of advice, along with Brian, you know, well said and and, and disgusting. So um, we just want to showcase women that I don't get to like, you know, showcase their, their abilities as often. And I know that um, Swole and La Rosa Negra are two of the people that are very underrated. And, um, and, uh, and we just wanted to have that platform for them to like do whatever they want and, and, show, and show how awesome they both are.
1: Absolutely. And speaking of awesome, I mean, of course we have Elena Black versus uh, Rachel Rose. That is definitely a match that I'm really looking forward to. But come on, folks, the main event of Hell Hath No Fury. We're talking about literally La Mera Mera, the best of the best, Thunder Rosa taking on Lindsay Snow. And listen, Thunder, I know that uh, Lindsay Snow has been running her mouth out there. she's been doing a lot of interviews talking about what she's going to do, about how she's a badass wrestler, how she's real and she's tough. W- what do you have to say about that?
0: Where can I say? She went to the Daily and she cut a promo. she's too worried about being invited on this on this on this dinner thing because she wants to take my spot, but I was too busy working, you know beating somebody's ass, so um what can I say? I am ready for her. Like I've shown over and over again, the last I will say the last two months that I've been back, like nonstop wrestling, that I leave everything in there, and there's nobody, absolutely nobody. And I've said it also in, in the way and that can't you know stop me. I mean, we are on hashtag destruction tour 2020, um, you know, I and mean, I'm laser focused, and uh, we're here to um, to put a show. So Lindsay knows what's up. I know what's up. It's not going to be no secret that we both are really eager to get in the ring with each other. And it's going to be a banger.
1: It's going to be a banger for sure. Once again, we were talking about mission pro wrestling, hell half, no fury title match wrestling network folks you gotta head over there they got a great special going on right now if you sign up as a new customer you will be able to catch hell half no fury for free so you definitely want to go over to title match wrestling network as soon as you can sign up i'm telling you right now hell half no fury mission pro wrestling listen thunder rosa i appreciate you i'm gonna say something right now on behalf of all the fans We have not seen the consistency, the commitment to excellence every single match for such a long time that you are doing right now since Manami Toyota, since Ric Flair. I mean, literally the best of the best. You are having a Hall of Fame-style run right now in pro wrestling, and we thank you for all of your hard work, whether it be NWA, TJPW, Mission Pro Wrestling, AEW. You are kicking butt all over, and we thank you for it.
0: Thank you so much. It means a lot, and uh, again, for me, it's a a commitment because uh, I'm committed to uh, always showcase excellency on in the ring uh, to uh, really bring my opponents to the next level in terms of uh, being competitive. and uh, And it's an honor for me to step in the ring every time I do it because there's a lot of people that, because of the COVID they have to retire and they were forced to do something else and give up on their dreams. And um, because I have that blessing and I have that opportunity, I will not allow absolutely anybody to take that away from me or for my family. So I will continue to do that until I retire.
1: Now that's how you kick off a podcast right there, Jack. Woo. La meta, meta, Thunder Rosa. My goodness. Literally pound for pound, the number one wrestler in the world today. I mean, she is just incredible. So much fun to talk to. And I'm telling you, folks, right now, Mission Pro Wrestling, Hell Half No Fury. You got to check it out, man, on that Title Match Network. Okay. I'm going to uh, provide a link where you can get two weeks of Title Match Network for free. So you'll be able to actually check out Hell Half No Fury, Mission Pro Wrestling again. That is, it's going to be live, live on Friday, September 18th on the title match network. It's going to be in the evening. I believe it's 8 PM. Eastern standard time. Uh, Don't quote me on that though. I got to double check that, but even beyond that, you'll be able to go back to title match, uh, wrestling network and check it out. It's going to be up there. So it's not just the one time and then it's gone. If you're not available on Friday, you'll still be able to go and check out the event. And if you take advantage of this offer, you'll be able to watch it for free. So just throwing that out there, folks. But welcome back. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling and everything else, including La Mera Mera. <laughs> Man, listen, I am just so pumped up. And it's really fun because anyone who's been listening to this show, you know that we have been major supporters of Thunder Rosa. I mean, even when she was Serpentine and Wow Superheroes, uh, you know, we've we followed her career, even going all the way back to um, – when she was a Texas women's champion and she was smacking around that no good Michael Madrid, you know, all the way back then. So we've, we've been on this journey with Thunder Rosa and it's just so great to see her continue to blossom and see the world continue to put her over, give her the respect that's due. And if you don't do it, she'll beat it out of you. So it's, it's best that you just do it. You know, a lot of folks forget that, um, Mia Khalifa, and you know who she is, former uh, adult film star. Mia Khalifa, uh, she learned how to wrestle from Thunder Rosa. Remember that whole controversy a few years back when Mia was talking trash about pro wrestling? That was Thunder Rosa who gave her chops and, you know, got her in the ring and showed her some stuff. If you go on YouTube, type in Mia Khalifa and Thunder Rosa and check that out because that was something interesting back then. A lot of folks may not remember that, but yeah. Same person. Now she is the TJPW, the NWA. Literally, uh, she is the champion of all champions. She should have been the AEW champion. You know, Sheeta. She was able to uh, escape the Great Thunder Rosa, whatever. But anyway, Mission Pro Wrestling: The Hell Half No Fury. Really pumped to watch that. That's for sure. And I'm really pumped about our next conversation because let me tell you something. Folks, you know that I am a big mixed martial arts fan. And through the years, you've heard you know, a lot of folks in that community come on the show. Of course, my man, Dan the Beast Severin. In fact, I was just talking to Dan the other day, and he, he wanted to let everybody know that he and his family are doing well out there, and he's still grinding. You know, Dan said that... Uh, Coronavirus is going to have to be a hell of a lot stronger to take him down. So (laughs) that's the beast being the beast, you know. But we've also had Ken Shamrock on the show. And what I really love is to talk to the people that actually cover mixed martial arts because I always learn something new. So whether, you know, Susan Singari from Must Love MMA or our our guy who comes back all the time, re-BBS on uh, YouTube there, Just great folks who know what they're talking about. Uh, These are true analysts. You know, I'm just a fan. These are true analysts here. And I I got to thinking, there is someone in particular who I am just a a complete fan of, really enjoy what she's doing out there as it pertains to covering MMA. In fact, whenever there's a big event, I head over to Twitter and I watch her feed and like and share and, 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 you know... I start forming opinions a lot of times based on some of the things that she's pointing out as it relates to different fights and what have you. So I said, you know something, I got to get this woman on the, on the show because she just she's awesome and I really want folks to hear from her on this side of the world because she's over in the UK. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, Jade Morris. Jade, how you doing?
2: Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, thank you for taking the time to do this. I know that we have a little bit of a time difference there. And and that's got to be strange. I mean, there's a lot of mixed martial arts and different uh, major events that happen in the United States. How does the time difference affect you, considering that, you know, you're way ahead of us there?
2: Yeah, no, it it can actually be quite hard because obviously, you know, we're watching fights at 11pm at night till 5 in the morning. So normally the main event will be 3 till 5am for us. So yeah, you definitely have to uh, be a big fan of the sport to stay up. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's got to throw you off, too. I mean, jeez, if if the fight is not ending, the fight card, I should say, is not ending until 3, 5 in the morning, that pretty much throws off your whole next day, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Sun, I mean, Sunday has just always been a write-off for me. And, you know, I, I do, you know, I sacrifice my weekends pretty often just for the UFC and just make sure that, you know, I'm covering the events. Um, but, yeah. I wouldn't change a thing because I love the sport. So.
1: Speaking of UFC, it seems that over the past you know, couple of years now, they've really put a focus on more international events, which of course can help with the, the time difference and what have you. What do you think about their expansion to different parts of the world and, and being a little bit more consistent about holding events somewhere other than in the
2: United States? I think it's great Um, it's just great for the sport in general because the more places they go to the more um, you know exposure our sport gets and more awareness so I think it's fantastic and it's it is hard sometimes especially you know when you're a UK fan and obviously you know when they weren't coming over very much it, it was a shame but now they're making such an effort especially with European MMA so It's really great to see. And when they came, you know, I never thought I would get to see the UFC come to Liverpool, for instance, which is where I'm from. Um, And seeing a UFC event in Liverpool was just incredible. Obviously, we had Darren Till, um, who headlined the cards. So, you know, it's just great. And it was great to see the crowd as well. You know, they became more aware of the sport. Um, And it's just, you know, it's, it's just great for our sport in general. It just means more people get live access to it.
1: You know jade i'm going to make a statement, and I want to get your your thoughts on this uh, because we've seen a resurgence of combat sports interest in the u k and in England in particular, and I feel like pro wrestling really was the vehicle that has helped with this i mean obviously we have bare knuckle uh boxing and, and what have you, and we have different mixed martial arts companies starting to pop up now. But I would say over the past five years, pro wrestling has really been serious about their UK wrestling scene. And a lot of those folks cross over into the MMA world. They, they are experienced in the different martial arts. So they're taking fans from wrestling who will then follow them and watch them do cage fighting or bare knuckle MMA, whatever you want to call it there. Um, have you seen that as a person who's over there? Do you feel that there is some kind of correlation between the two?
2: Obviously, when I was young, I was obsessed with wrestling. I always watched it. Um, but I think, you know, I think you are right. And in terms of the actual crossover, I think it's great because, you know, it just, like I so it brings more people to our sport. So I have no problem with people crossing over. Um just because, you know, you it means that they can support they can support obviously their own sport and they can be introduced to our sport, which at the end of the day, you know, why wouldn't we want that? We want more people to be like, what is this? This is incredible. Um so yeah, I I think it's great. And I have noticed there has been more of a UK press presence in terms of like you say, with wrestling. Um and it's great. It's great because it's all kind of obviously they're diff- it's a different type of sport, but they're all under a similar banner. So, I mean, I went from wrestling to boxing to MMA. So you kind of do need that crossover and that awareness so that people can actually discover the sport for themselves.
1: You know, one of the things that you keep saying is our sport, our sport. And I know somebody listening, you know, they're going to take a look at your, your page, which, you know, on Twitter, she is at Jade Morris. That's M-O-R-R-I-S-M-M-A. So at jade morris m m a they're going they're going to hear you say our sport, our sport they're going to say, "Well, look at this lady you know this this model you know this lady who who has experience in in acting and what have you, what the hell does she mean our sport, but you actually even before you started covering it for a living, you actually have taken martial arts uh, going all the way back to a young age right
2: yeah so It's funny because I was just brought up on sports so my mum was very much into her football and my dad very much into his martial arts so I was basically brought up on Bruce Lee. (laughs) So our house we were always watching like Bruce Lee films Um, and then I got into wrestling and then I the very first fight I ever watched was uh, Mike Tyson versus Lennox Lewis in the boxing and I just fell in love with it. Um, I got into karate a little bit when I was young but it was actually kickboxing that I started doing properly. Um, that was at 11 years old. Um, and yes, since then, I've kind of done different things on and off. Um, unfortunately, I keep getting injured, um, which is standard in our world. Um, but yeah, I've done Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai. So I just kind of go between between them all. But I absolutely you know, love all different martial arts forms. And it was what I was brought up on. Um, So, yeah, I do love it. And I do do it on and off when I'm not getting injured.
1: (laughs) What do you think about the resurgence of women being featured more prominently in the combat sports, in the mixed martial arts world and what have you? Because that is something that not too long ago was frowned upon. I mean, I know boxing was really the first medium to really um, move forward with it. And now you see MMA women are headlining pay-per-views and things like that. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, and I remember it. I remember hearing those words that women will never be in the UFC. I remember it. And, um, you know, what a change. Like the UFC especially, they have shown that, you know, women can be just as successful as the men. And, I, I you know, we still don't even see that in football. You know, we, there's so many sports where we don't see, um, see that in. And it's a shame. And I think, you know, MMA in particular has shown that, you know, we've got, women are, you know, they are aggressive and they put on incredible fights. Look at some of the fighters we have now. Obviously, you know, Misha Tate, Ronda Rousey, all these women, they paved the way. Uh, Gina Carano, Chris Cyborg, they're incredible. But look at the champions that we have now. We have Amanda Nunes, we have Wayne Zhang, we have Shevchenko. Like there are some incredible women in our sport, Um and, you know, when you see the fight that happened um, just last night, you know, with Michelle Waterson, it's just these women, that, that fight, in fact, last night, it was very representative of um, Sanchez versus Melendez. It was just incredible. Um, you know, they're very strong, they're incredible fighters, and it's just great to see. It's really great to see that they're on the same platform as the men now. And I think the UFC have done really well with that to, you know, make some of these women shine.
1: You know, and, and I agree with you 100%. And please uh, shout out to all of the, not only all mixed martial arts fighters, but especially the women, because I'll tell you, you know, I, I grew up encouraging and wanting to see it. And when we first started having folks like Gina Carano and, and, and Cyborg and what have you really Paving the way for what you see today, it's just really, really interesting. And when you have a fighter like Amanda Nunes, who literally Dana White of the UFC has made it clear that he doesn't even know what to do, he he can't find anyone to book to fight her because she's just that damn good that he's having a difficult time matchmaking. Which shame on you, by the way, Dana White, for not finding more competition for. Amanda Nunez, because I, I believe it does exist, and if it doesn't, then we should be training them and you know bringing them up, whether they're folks in the Olympics or something like that. But what do you think about that concept, though? That a fighter would essentially be punished. You know, I I, I don't know who to book against you, so I can't pay you more money and I can't feature you more because we can't find fights to fresh fights to uh, put you in.
2: I don't know. It's just it's hard, isn't it? Because the women's division hasn't been around as long as the men it's still it's still trying to find you know the the right women that come through but you know they are coming through it's you've just got to give it time you know we've got like I say we've just got some incredible fighters Um, in the bantamweight division you know you've got people you've got like Holly Holm she's incredible so yeah it is tough it's and same with Shevchenko as well and Weili Zhang I don't I just can't see anyone beating her for a long time. I know they're looking at possibly having her face Rose Namajunas soon, which would be interesting. But that's the thing is these women are just so dominant. They're just that good. Um, So I suppose in a way it's a good problem to have that, you know, these women are just that good. But we will, you know, we'll get more women that come through um, and hopefully we'll see even more great fights because there are plenty of female fights that I'm looking forward to seeing soon.
1: Same here, same here. And, and I'll tell you, another thing that I find interesting is that you're starting to see the women fighters having to, which it's like this in all the different sports, they're finding ways to make money in other areas. So, you know, they're getting endorsement deals or whether they have their own, you know, modeling thing going on or clothing line, makeup, whatever, they're, they're finding ways to be entrepreneurs and continue to expand upon the brand, which can only be good for the sport. Uh, but what do you say to people though who take issue with the women fighters finding other avenues to make money?
2: I don't understand the issue. I mean, why not? It's it's more promotion for our sport. So if, you know, Gina Carano's now in you know uh, the Mandalorian. Ronda Rousey was doing films as well. It's. I don't think it's a bad thing. Michael Bisping, he was doing films. Who else? There's been a few. It's not a bad thing. It just promotes our sport more. So, you know, I think they should be able to do what they want, to be honest. And if they can earn more money with doing it, great.
1: And you're a prime example of that. I mean, although you have your your martial arts background and you cover MMA, you also do a whole host of other things as well. I mean... (laughs) You know, anyone can Google Jade Morris and they may see, you know, a little bit of modeling going on, but you actually have some experience in acting.
2: Yeah, funnily enough, I actually, so I started in acting um, when I was younger and I've kind of been in and out of uh, acting schools, drama schools and film schools. Um, And yeah, I kind of put it to bed for a little bit. um, And then obviously I got spotted by a TV station to do um obviously this this industry and I kind of just missed doing a bit of acting and I thought well why can't I do both so I kind of started doing bits of acting again here and there um and yeah I just I just love it I I feel like and this is the problem is I feel like you can kind of just get pigeonholed and it's well you're this so you have to do this and I don't really agree with that I think well why can't you be more than one thing which is why when you're saying about the fighters if they want to go off and do other things as well, they should be allowed to. If they want to do a bit of acting, great. Um, Same for me. That's, you know, I enjoy, you know, I absolutely love the world of mixed martial arts and that is my home, but I also love to do acting as well. So um, I recently did a short film with um, James Cosmo from Game of Thrones and Chris Evangelo from The Gentleman. And we just did a boxing film, which was really interesting. Um, And I'm just been cast in another which I've been told I'm allowed to briefly tell you by the director. Um, but, yeah, I've just been cast in an action film as well, uh, which we're due to start filming in a few months. So, yeah, definitely lots of projects going on, keeping me busy.
1: <laughs> Whoa. So you've just been cast in an action film. So, listen, Ronda Rousey yeah. and and The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, watch out because Jade Morris is going to be the next big action film star. Okay, she's coming for that number one spot, Jack. And if you got anything to say about it, we can settle in the ring as well. That's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone would want to get in the ring with either of those two.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that you have to pack win. a lunch. You would definitely have to pack a lunch for that. But you know, oh, yeah. I'm curious about that though, Jade, because you said that you started off when you were younger, and then you know you went a different direction, and now you're, you're kind of picking it back up. So you do have your experience, and especially over a period of time, you have experiences. Um, What's the one thing about being cast in a film that most people would not even understand unless they had to experience it? Because we we all have our opinions, we all think we know what goes on, but what's what's one thing that, that folks don't know that they probably should?
2: just such a great experience because you get to invest yourself in a character and kind of learn about that person because, you know, at the end of you're not playing yourself, you're playing someone else and you have to think and feel the way they do. So I just love that research process that you get once you get cast. It's just you then get to go on a journey of, you know, another human being. So I just love that process. For instance, the role that I'm doing next, you know, she's quite... She's actually a bit of a baddie. She's quite vicious. Um, she's a warrior. Um, it's just very exciting. So obviously that's not what I am. So I obviously then have to research and, you know, look into how she thinks. So it's just the process part that's very interesting. And then, you know, stepping onto an, onto a set is very exciting as well. Um, I've just always loved that feeling of, um, you know, being on a set and being able to kind of um, work in that world. Really,
1: that's awesome. Again, folks, we're talking to Jade Morris. That's at Jade Morris MMA on Twitter. Literally, just a, a Swiss Army knife of talent. You know, she <laughs> is a a mixed martial artist. Uh, she is an actor. She covers the sport of mixed martial arts. She's done a little bit of modeling. And she's coming for The Rock's number one spot, more importantly, uh, in the action film industry. That's right. Now, Jay, who do you feel um, in 2020 and beyond? Because, you know, of course, we know all the big names in in MMA, but there's a next generation that's coming up that are making their bones right now. Who do you feel we should be keeping an eye on in mixed martial arts going forward?
2: I mean, there's so many, but, um, you know, to point out a few, we've got people, especially in the UK, we've got people like Leon Edwards. Um, I think he's gonna you know make waves in the industry very soon he's you know an incredible fighter we've got Nathaniel Woods as well Um, obviously we've got Darren Till Um, I think he's gonna do big things this year as well and I can just see him you know being a future champion definitely he just has that mindset so and it's just really exciting that obviously we have so many great fighters coming out of the UK also you know I know obviously he's not new but Paolo Costa I'm, super excited to see you know what he's going to do this year because the fight that obviously he's got coming up with Adesanya I just think he's going to be a very tough fight for a lot of people um and he's slowly making his way through the you know through the rankings so there are a lot of fighters that I'm interested to see um and just see where they go this year
1: Well, I I can't wait to see some of these folks here, and I'm sure they're going to appreciate you giving them the shout-out like that. That's good stuff there. Uh, Speaking of shout-outs, Jade, why don't you uh, let everybody know, if they want to continue to follow your career, so not only read what you have to say about MMA and watch your videos, but also get more information about any film projects or what have you that you have coming up, what's the best way they can keep track of Jade Mars?
2: My Instagram and my Twitter is the same, so it's just Jade Morris MMA.
1: That's easy. That's easy, right there.
2: Easy, yes. <laughs>
1: and, and you know, Jade, before I let you go, uh, Duke loves wrestling, of course, everybody knows that. But Duke loves food. Okay, I, oh, I am a big it. foodie. I love food. I love culture, and anytime I speak to somebody from a different part of the world, because as you stated before, you're you're from Liverpool. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you're actually in London uh, these days, right?
2: Yes, I've moved. I've been in London the past few years now.
1: Wow, wow! L- literally the the mecca, you know, literally the 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 one place in the UK everybody wants to go to. London, England. You are there, experiencing everything that that it has to offer, which is so awesome. So I got to ask you this, Jade. And listen, you're in great shape. You know, of course, you're a fighter and all that good stuff. <laughs> but we all know. Fighters have a sweet tooth. Athletes in general have a sweet tooth. So I got to know, Jade, what are some of the best candies that are from the UK or that you can really only get exclusively over there uh, that you would recommend for somebody like myself that's a foodie and wants to try something different? Do
2: you know what? See, you guys don't have the, uh, yeah, we have like Cadbury's, Cadbury's chocolate, which is the best. Um, we also have another one as well. It's like a British gourmet sweet, um, and it's called Candy Kittens. Um, and it's like a watermelon sweet, and I think that's my new obsession at the moment. Um, so it's really, really good. So I would definitely recommend those. It's the Sour Watermelon Candy Kitten. That's what it's called. I just had to Google it. <laughs> oh,
1: that, that um, is but Yeah.
2: Oh. oh, it is so good. So I'm a bit addicted to them at the moment. Um, and I'm always eating Terry's chocolate orange. I'm obsessed with those. Chocolate orange? I, I've them. never heard
1: of that. So what, t- tell me about this oh. chocolate orange.
2: <gasps> you guys don't have the Terry's chocolate orange It is the best.
1: So is it, is it, really is it in the shape of an orange or is it just orange flavor?
2: It's actually in the shape of an orange as well. So it's chocolate and it's shaped in an orange and you kind of like Pull the pieces off like you would an orange. But it's <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I'm probably Googling this now. Like what on earth is that? It is the best. It is like the best chocolate. And you always get them at Christmas as well. Like it's it's definitely like a Christmas thing.
1: Unbelievable.
2: But wow. it's so good. But my mom used to like put it in my stocking like <laughs> every year. And then we'd get a real orange as well. And it's a, and a Harry's chocolate orange. But they're very, very good.
1: That is incredible. See, this is the problem over over there in England and, and just the UK in general. You guys have such creative types of candy, and they're always presented in in such a just classy way too. On top of, that. I mean, who the heck would ever think that somebody would make a chocolate orange? And literally, you peel the pieces <laughs> like that. Just blows my mind. I don't even know what to do with it's that, but I want to so try.
2: so good. It's funny because um, I lived in America for a little bit, and the only, like, I love, love America, and I've, you know, I'd love to live there, but the only thing, the only place where it lets itself down is the chocolate. Um, I think English chocolate is just the one, so I'll have to send some Cadbury's chocolate over there.
1: <laughs> well, listen, it's, it's not only the one, it's the one, two, three, the whole nine yards. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it is so good. Yeah. It is so good. Let, let's go with one more here. What's what's one more? And it doesn't even have to be candy. What, what's one more decadent food that's definitely from UK, England in particular, what have you? What's the one food that Jade Morris loves so much and, and she has to have? I mean, if if you, if you had to pick one, what's it going to be?
2: Oh, man. In terms of like sweets or...
1: You know what? Let's open it up. Anything. But it has to be specific (laughs) to to England. It has to be
2: specific to over there. Oh, a Sunday roast, actually. So you'd have like, I have a beef or chicken, and you'd have big Yorkshire puddings, some gravy. And you've got to have, the rule is that you've got to have really crispy potatoes and a bit of veg.
1: Okay. That's like very,
2: very English. So we do that on a Sunday
1: now now what do you chase that with is is that a guinness or 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 what kind of what kind of drink do we have on the <laughs> side with that
2: oh cool. no a cup of tea all the way a cup, cup of tea, tea. or cup maybe tea. like a glass of wine i do love my tea i didn't realize how british i was till i till i traveled away and i couldn't get like you know a nice english cup of tea i was like no <laughs> but i do i do love a cup of tea i think i have a bit of an addiction to caffeine if i'm honest which i probably would have to with a. Uh, the time that I watch my fights.
1: <laughs> well, well, we got to end with this here. What is a Jade? I'm not asking for just a, a British tea. What is a Jade Morris tea? Give, give us the recipe here, starting from the beginning. If, if you're making your, a cup of tea, this is indicative of what Jade Morris loves the most. <laughs> what are we doing here?
2: So to paint a picture for you, so the fights are about to start. You've put the kettle on the kettle boils you put your pg tips uh tea bag into your tea and also the cup is very important as well it has to be you know like it can't be a very wide cup it has to be quite a thin cup um and then obviously once it's boiled you pour the water in and then you put a dash of milk in um, and then you squeeze the tea bag teeny bit and then you take it out and that is a proper jade english tea you do not put the milk in first. I've seen these videos and they're very distressing. <laughs> you do not put the milk in first, so you put the milk in afterwards.
1: There you have it, folks. Uh, that is a Jade Morris cup of tea from the one and only Jade Morris at Jade Morris MMA on Instagram on Twitter. Jade, we appreciate you. Definitely want to have you back sometime, especially after the next big fight. I mean, I, I know that Mike Tyson. He's looking to uh, come back and settle the score, so to speak, remind everybody of who he is in an exhibition. So maybe I'll reach out to you uh, later on this year about that. What do you think?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> you know, Jay's a lot of fun, man. Just a lot of fun. Love the accent. And really, she's a, she's a terrifying person because she really knows what she's doing with that kickboxing. Terrifying. She can beat you up. And she looks so sweet and innocent, which is the scary part. It's like a, you know, a rose is so beautiful and it's fragrant and you can't help but want to go and touch it. But then you prick yourself as soon as you reach out, right? Well, you know, Jade Morris is like that where she's so nice and she's, she's so calm and you go up to her and then, you know, she might turn around and backhand you because it's like, hey, bro, who do you think you are? You know, so you, you got to be real careful around her and, and especially you folks out there uh, in England. Don't mess around, okay? Jade Morris is definitely a force to be reckoned with, and I'm going to reach out to Mike Tyson and see if he will give Lady Jade an interview. That would be fun. be fun to hear that. That's for sure. So once again, thank you, Jade Morris. We will continue to follow your progression, and we definitely want to have you back on the show sometime soon. That's right. You know, folks, it just – the past year has been just a whirlwind. I mean, we've gone through so much, and yet we still have, geez, about two and a half months left. You know, when, when you really think about it, we still got about two and a half months left. We're not even done yet. We're, we're kicking into fall. And I just want to remind everybody please wear your mask. Wear your mask. Okay, please just do that that's right but what i do enjoy seeing is pro wrestling feels like it's starting to get back into its groove i mean you have the thunderdome the stuff that AEW is doing where they they've spread everybody out because they have their own facility so they're able to have live fans in the building and they spread them out it, it's just it's good to see it's good to see and even with mission pro wrestling with thunder rose's promotion they have a set of guidelines that is just tremendous. They are going to have some live fans in attendance. And again, the social distancing and the temperature checks and all the stuff that they're going to be doing. um, It's really cool to see pro wrestling, just like any other form of entertainment and sport, it's an escape from the harsh realities of the world. That's what it is. And I can tell you from personal experience, uh, my entire life, pro wrestling has always been there for me. So there is a sense of loyalty and respect, admiration. There's all of that wrapped into my passion and appreciation for pro wrestling, the wrestlers themselves and the industry itself, the history of the industry, all of that, you know? So, of course, during the worst pandemic of our lifetimes pro wrestling has been here the whole way through for better or for worse, been here the whole way through. And it's just, it's exciting to see that more promotions are figuring it out. You got more cinematic matches going on, on the Indies and all over the world. Our our friends over at um, middle kingdom wrestling in China, they're figuring out some new things and what have you getting their own arena going and all this. I mean, just, you know, I'm loving it, man. I'm really loving it. And I know that we as fans, we got to do our part. So I understand that a lot of folks, you know, you hit financial challenges, especially today. One of the worst economies that you could ever have that we've ever seen. So not everybody has as many extra bucks in the pocket as as normal. But listen, if you have the internet or you have access, got a TV, phone, whatever, Computer, you can go on social media and shout out those wrestlers. You can find ways to watch the shows legally uh, that are available without an extra charge. Let's support these folks, man. Seriously. As simple as it sounds, going to somebody's YouTube or Instagram or Twitter and following and retweeting and doing that on a consistent basis, especially the folks that you want to support, it matters the advertisers and their metrics that are utilized to figure out who should be invested in more, it will help. And I think that when we look at promotions that are not doing enough to promote certain types of wrestling, for instance, women's wrestling, right? We know that these male-dominated promotions, WWE, AEW, whatever, There's not a lot of women's wrestling when you compare it to the amount of men's wrestling that you see. And I think that we got to do our part as fans to always use our voice and use the tools that we have control over to let the promotions know that we absolutely want more of that type of content. We want to see our women athletes kicking butt out there, right? It's important. So are you retweeting? Are you following? Are you liking? Are you hashtagging the promotion with the name of the wrestler? Because if not, please, let's start, right? Please. They need it, man. And if you have a couple bucks, you know, there are some things. There's Patreon and, and OnlyFans and all these other things out there. You know these wrestlers. They some of them are, are streaming online, doing video games and stuff. And you can donate a couple bucks to play with them or listen to them, what have you. Merchandise, all of that. Support the people that you want to see more of. We don't want them to go away. So a lot of folks leaving the wrestling industry because they just can't afford to stick around. And that's that's just it's horrible, heartbreaking. You know, so. Please, if you can help, if you can support, let's do it. Something as simple as, I'll I'll give you a prime example. She's going to be embarrassed that I'm saying this here, but I don't care. Sarah the Rebel. She's a Razor down in Wild Superheroes. Sarah the Rebel has a Patreon that is just tremendous. You know, patreon.com forward slash Sarah the Rebel. Fantastic Patreon. Fantastic. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, of course, you got the, the standard, you know, beautiful pictures, different backgrounds, all that good stuff. That's great. But she does videos. And in the video, she talks about her life and she answers questions and things like that. And Sarah the Rebel is a nerd, man. Big time nerd. So it's just interesting to listen to her tell stories and stuff like that. Really interesting. You know, and she's a gamer too, and a lot of us in the community we're gamers, and and we care about people, right? Especially our heroes, the wrestlers. So definitely check out Sarah the Rebel over on Patreon. Uh, you'll appreciate it, trust me. And I think that her starting tier is like a dollar. So it's you know, come on, come on. You can you can make a cup of coffee at home, and you can throw that dollar over to Sarah the Rebel. Be appreciated. You know, other folks. I mean, listen, April Hunter's been on the show. You know, she has her own website, and I think she just started OnlyFans as well. She's been doing this for years, man, and she's talked about that. You know, custom matches and things of that nature. If you can support, support. We love April. She's fantastic, and she's another one. She's a nerd. She's a she's a an animal lover, and, but she's really really smart, like super smart, crazy smart just like Sarah the Rebel, you know? That's the thing, man. The the people behind these characters are just tremendous. And it's so fun to get to know them. I know a lot of folks, you think about somebody like Mick Foley, who is a New York Times bestselling author and all that good stuff. This is the guy who's who's falling through uh, the top of cages and doing crazy stuff like that. This guy's a brain. (laughs) You know what I mean? He probably missed his calling to be some kind of uh, the next Einstein or something. We got some really sharp people in the wrestling industry. Really do. Beyond just them taking bumps or just looking beautiful for us. Got some really sharp people. And a lot of them are sharing who they are. Xavier Woods, I mean, Jesus, he's a doctor, right? He has a PhD. That whole up-down-down up video game thing that he has going on is just tremendous. It's great. And I know he's lobbying to become a host for the cable TV network G4, which is the the gaming channel. Whatever, man. If there's a poll, if there's something to, to vote him in, let's vote him in. Let's help this guy. Why not? There are ways we can support our heroes. Please make sure that you're doing your part because I understand that you know we'll talk about what we like, we talk about what we don't like, we'll diss this one, we'll praise that one and all that good stuff and that's great. That's great. But come on, man. If you're not if you're not giving at least a like and a retweet a day, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm talking about specific wrestlers who you want to show support for, right? Come on. There's no I mean, come on. If they got a Patreon, you can toss a buck And if you can't, okay, you can hashtag them, put their name in it when they're wrestling, or if you want to see them wrestle more and send that to the company and do that every day, it all adds up. So, you know, I I don't mean to get on a soapbox on that one, but it's just a reminder because we got to keep in mind the holidays are coming, right? And just as much as you and your loved ones could use a boost, (laughs) <laughs> so could our heroes that we we ask so much of? Just a thought, just a thought. You know, before I go, folks, I just want to point out that I saw something that was just really not cool this week. It happened on Dynamite. You know, a match between Thunder Rosa and uh, <laughs> Eva Leese. and I like Eva Lise. I like her. I think she she's she's tough as nails. She's a veteran. She's been around the world. I like her. I really do. And because of that, I was really disappointed to see what she did in that match with Thunder Rosa on Dynamite. She refused to sell, wouldn't take the finisher, just did a lot of crummy things. And I let loose online about it. And I don't apologize one bit for that either, because let me tell you something. Nobody is bigger than the wrestling industry. Not a single person, right? Or promotion for that matter. But I got to tell you, man, you know she posted some things about some challenges she's had this year. you know she had a, a horrific fire. she lost a lot of things at home and you know just general challenges in life that many of you out there listening right now are going through and it's just a reminder that this is you know it's pro wrestling, but there's the real people real lives <laughs> and I think it's unfortunate that. Maybe some of these things have manifested in the wrong way in the ring because the last thing anybody wants to do is bring their problems to work and have that affect their performance, whether intentionally or not. I think we've all been there, so we all can understand that. But we also have to keep in mind that when you're in a uh, profession where literally somebody's giving you their life, damn it, you got to have your head in the game. So I'm going to say this, you know, clearly here. Eva I hope and I pray that you continue to be gainfully employed in the wrestling industry and beyond. I hope and I pray that you continue to share some of your experiences and 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 pass down knowledge to other wrestlers. And I hope you continue to be successful a woman of color, in an industry that was never made for you, and you're on TV right now, and damn it, that's fantastic. But we can't tear each other down, and we certainly can't put other people in a position where it's hurting them too, right? Right? It wasn't fair what happened at Thunder Rose, and it wasn't fair to AEW for that to happen in any match, period. No selling and all that foolishness. And you know better than that. Come on. So I'm just throwing that out there. I, I Listen, tearing down wrestlers is not what Duke Loves Wrestling is all about. We We are here to promote the business. We advocate for wrestlers, which puts us at odds with the Promotions 99% of the time, which I'm okay with. I don't really care if Vince McMahon or Tony Khan or anybody else, Billy Corgan or whomever has a problem. I don't really care if they have a problem with some of the things that are said on the show because it's not about you. The wrestlers are people, billionaires and rich people and what have you. Well, we got wrestlers out there who, you know, they need to be treated right. Period. But that extends to the wrestlers need to treat one another right. Can't have foolishness in the ring, man. Can't have it. So just putting that out there, you know, but it's nothing but love and support for everybody. I know these ladies are going to be involved in the tag team match on the next episode of AEW Dynamite. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Hopefully things will be straightened out by then. But listen. Listen. Everybody has things going on, man. Tough times right now. Best thing we can do is just support each other and be straight with each other and do our best. That's it. That's right. Short show this week. A lot of content, though. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, uh, head over to your favorite podcast apps, iTunes, Spreaker, iHeart. Hit that subscribe button. Give me give me a rating there. You know, could really use a couple ratings. You know, appreciate all the folks who've been doing that lately. Five stars, of course. If 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 this show is less than five stars in your book, then please shoot me a message and let me know what the hell you want me to, to change. What do you want to hear differently? If I don't agree with you, I'm going to call you a Hamannager. If I agree with you, I'm going to make the change. <laughs> In fact, listen, if if you don't believe this is a five-star show, let me know and I'll have you on the show and you can explain yourself to the world. I got no problems with that. You folks know that. I love, I lean into confrontation. I don't back away from it because I I truly understand the fact and I've learned this through life. Within confrontation is the truth. And it may not be what you want to hear, but still the truth. So that's right at Duke Loves Wrestling, Facebook, Twitter. Look at the hashtag, Duke Loves Wrestling. You can find me on Instagram. I don't have a dedicated Duke Loves Wrestling Instagram. I have a a private one, which I allow to be public. And I do post stuff from the show there at times. So, yeah, you can give me a follow. It's fine. I do product reviews and stuff over there. It's fun. Okay, folks. Until next time, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone
2: to Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Loved Wrestling.